Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. And I'm Kip. And today we have a fun episode about escaping the yard. That's right. The ultimate goal. How we need to break out of the matrix. This is a heist movie. Everyone get your uh, bolt clippers, your safe crackers. We're going to get through those uh, tricky locks on the gate. If you're humans, you have thumbs. It's really, really easy. You can just you can just uh, flip the lever. And then uh-huh. <laughs> this is well, actually, the, the levers are really easy. I think for yeah. dogs, but not if it's on the other side of the gate. Uh, I guess it depends on what kind you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, not the just. We have, oh, you the, guys have the thingy. The, have, our latch is on the outside. Yeah, you have an outside latch. We have a U lift latch. Yeah, the U lift. Which our dogs for the chain up. link. Yeah. yeah, and then we have a chain that goes around because they can just muzzle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, the is... previous owners had that issue too because it was already there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is Ocean's Eleven dog version. Exactly. We're going to talk about dogs escaping yards and why and what to do and how to help them not escape the yard. Yeah, that's not good. And even some backup plans for if they do escape the yard. Yep. Uh, Should we start off with that, actually? Part of the precautions. Okay, well, very basic precautions. Uh-huh. Chip your dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a good one. Yeah, microchip. Microchipping dogs and is good. Collars with tags with information to yes. contact you. If you have a common escape artist, a one of the Wi Fi tracker satellite GPS. GPS. Yeah, there are track- GPS tracking collars. Yeah. If you have someone who is just like, that's their Houdini dog, gotta get one to yeah, more easily return them. it would be a them. good investment because there's like live GPS tracking as yeah. opposed to the ones that just ping. Yeah. Yes. Because that thinking, would be harder. Uh, I was actually looking at them today and they're about like 130 to 250. You if know, your dog's getting out all the nice. time though, you need to, yeah, like obviously you should do some other stuff, but you should also invest, mm-hmm. but you should also try to be try to do other stuff to make sure it doesn't keep happening. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, also it's out, dangerous. Outside of the price range of most of America, those are pretty expensive. Yeah, they are. Mm. They, they, it's definitely an investment, but the thing is you could use them on multiple dogs. Right. That type of thing. They yeah. tend to be fairly sturdy, waterproof, things mm-hmm. like that, because they're supposed to be able to survive the elements. Right. Another thing which we'll go into about the reasons dogs escape, Spay and neutering your dogs is another great way to keep them yep, safe and healthy and wandering or getting into trouble when they wander mm-hmm. because not they every won't. dog or cat has enough homes. Yeah, they won't feel the call and try to go off for that reason. Yes. So, Kip, do you want to talk about why we decided to do this episode? <laughs> My dogs are escaping. Um, so I kind of have a really cute little... Uh, uh, it's called a um, split rail fence. It's about four feet tall. It's not very big, but it's good enough. It keeps Rosie in because she's got bad knees. She's not going to try to, you know, clear that. She's a little tank. She's a little tank dog. So with Charlie, he has gotten, he has not stopped growing. So now he's just a big, long dog. And he recently found out how tall he is. And that he can jump high, very high. He probably oh. tried to hide his height from him. Mm-hmm. Skeletor mm-hmm. figured out he is a super skeletor. It took him a while it's to figure scoring. it out, honestly. Yeah. He's been tall for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just just kind of just jumps over the fence now. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> into was... your neighbor's backyards, right? Well, no, it's, it's all... We actually thought it was just one part of the fence. Oh. So... Scaling back a little bit, there was a moment where they were actually getting under the fence because part of it is just chicken wire. Right. Um, like, mostly up against the barn, mm-hmm. and there was a dead squirrel under the barn oh. right out, out right next to the chicken wire. And so they learned how to scoot under it, mm-hmm. grab the dead squirrel, pull it apart, okay. and then also get out. Into, smells great. Yeah, smells great. Mm-hmm. Great delicious treat to roll in. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce. And then, yeah, and then there's another back corner of the fence that's just chicken wire, and um, Charlie, Rosie didn't figure it out, but Charlie figured out how to scoot under it, because um, we have some new neighbors that moved into that back corner, and they got a couple of huskies, and so every time they're both out at the same time, they just 
even though my neighbor put up a privacy fence, there's a little gap right there. So there's a chicken wire on my end. And it's tall chicken wire that they can't actually jump over. And then the privacy fence. And then, and so they just kind of bark at each other from that small gap. And Charlie can get under the chicken wire. And he was like then between the two fences. And he was just running around. He, he actually ended up getting out from behind the fence between the houses out into like the middle of the neighborhood. And he ended up running because it's kind of a corner. Mm-hmm. So he ended up running around my neighbor's yard and running back to the house because he didn't know what else to do with himself. That's hilarious. So my other neighbor, this is getting a little convoluted, the storytelling, but my other neighbor was outside of the so time. Is it Charlie backyard or right yard neighbor or left yard neighbor? Because he escaped into it's the back. backyard, or did he escape I have, I have into the a couple left? Of, it's it's back, or is it that corner neighbor? It's it's the back corner neighbor. Yeah. Okay, so we have people aren't really gonna tell, or they're they're not gonna know through the podcast. So I'm, well, I'm not gonna be specific. I was just giving that way to track in the story. He escaped into back neighbors and he, then moved he into escaped corner. through the backyard and then ran around the neighbor's house back into the front yard of my house. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, then. Another neighbor happened to be outside at the time, and he came up, and he basically just rang the doorbell, and I looked at my ring and saw him standing there with Charlie just chilling. <laughs> he was like, your dog. And I'm like, oh my god. And Charlie was so happy. He was like, ha what's up? I went on an adventure, made a friend. <laughs> and my neighbor was like, this is a really good dog. And I'm like, thank you. Yes, he is a really good dog. Because Charlie doesn't try to, like, do it. He's not trying to get into any trouble or anything. He's just hanging out. Yeah. And he was, like, really impressed, so I'm very proud of that, how he, like, left a good impression on the neighbor. (laughs) The neighbor actually ended up getting a puppy, and he's like, this puppy is going to be brothers with Charlie. They're going to be best friends. And he's like, he has this whole, like, ship in his mind about (laughs) his dog and Charlie being best bros, you know? And he's like, I want to build a fence so that both our yards are fenced in, and then Cooper and Charlie can just hang out all day. And I'm like, uh, if you're going to pay for that, yeah, sure, I'm fine with that. Yeah, if you're going to build me a new fence. Yeah, if you're going to build me a new fence, I'm totally fine with having conjoined backyards. So That's that kind of like... That would be cool, actually. Well, really I mean, cool. we have yeah, like, that in our get yard. With your neighbor. Yeah, he's a good guy. So we have, we actually have that situation in our backyard, our other backyard, because it has a gate that yeah, there's up. Yeah, there's a gate that goes mm-hmm. it, We've there. let it grow over with vines because neither, we don't, that that, that particular house is rented, so right. it changes out. They seem to, so far, be renting to dog owners because we've had yep. the two dogs before and then the one little dog, which I think his name is, um, oh crap, it means, it's like boss in Spanish. Hefe. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I heard the neighbors calling them in. They're like, Hefe. Yeah, Hefe, come here. That's really cute. That is really cute. That's a good dog name. Yeah. I don't know if it's a nickname. You know how you'll name a dog yeah. and then it just becomes a different dog. Yep. 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 Mr. Barkleton. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, we, we put logs down to the gap in the back corner was filled in. Mm-hmm. So now he can't get out that way. Um, but he has learned that he can just jump over. Yeah. He, we saw him jump over one of the split rail fences. Mm-hmm. And so we tore that split rail fence down. We're actually actively building up out a taller mm-hmm. fence. Um, and then, cause we thought that was the only problem. And then he ended up jumping over the other split rail fences. I thought he wouldn't do that because there's kind of a drop on the other end, but he did it. Yeah. And then he ended up jumping over into the backyard neighbor's yard. And they also have chickens. There's chickens everywhere. Yeah, you Um, have two neighbors with chickens. Yeah. So Charlie just sprung over that. So he's he's just all over the place. And I've gotten used to, at this point, just kind of like... I I can't leave him outside because it's too hot anyway. Right. But I've gotten into the habit of just walking around the yard with them, mm-hmm. and they don't go anywhere if I'm if I'm with them and I'm just hanging out. But now the days are done where I can just put them in the backyard, let them do their thing, mm-hmm. and hang out, and I can work inside the house and all that. And so I I think I don't really like that too much because I don't 
I, I like the idea of the dog spending time outside. I yeah. think it's fun for them yeah. to just spend, just be on their own, to, you know, be, be, uh, make their own decisions, not be influenced by me, just kind right. of like express themselves out in the yard, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. in whatever way they want, you know, um, and I feel like now that I have to be out there with them watching, specifically Charlie, mm-hmm. um, it kind of takes away from his freedom a little bit. And I don't like that. Well, you said you're working on getting a higher fence, so... In that like, one corner, but now that it's every fence that can't yeah. contain him, it's yeah. a much bigger, bigger issue. Project, and yeah. you can't afford to... We have a very big backyard, yeah. and we can't afford to... Yeah swap out all of our fences. I will say, like, I also had, not from our dogs having an escape story, it was when the dogs were, like, puppies. I was, like, out in the yard doing something, and I turned around, and we used to have a little uh, corgi and a big black poodle, Corbin and Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm. Corbin was the poodle, and Tinkerbell was the corgi. And those were our backyard neighbor dogs for a while, and I, like, I was out in the yard. I turn around and I, I heard like Corbin and I thought he, it was weird because I was near the back fence. And I didn't see him and I turn around. He's like chilling near our front fence, near like our carport. Mm-hmm. So what Corbin had been doing is there was this like big rock near one of the fences and he realized he could jump out and like have a little adventure. Oh, so fun. I like went over to try to grab Corbin because we have a connected fence and then he's like, oh, we're playing a game. And he started, like, walking off down the road. And so, like, I walked, walked, played with him down the road until I caught him by his collar. And then I, like, prance danced with him back because he was like, oh, I don't really know you. So I don't want to come back with you. But I do kind of know you. So I, like, I've seen you a lot from my backyard. And you pet me and your dogs. I like your dogs. So I, like, kind of, like wrapped around his little chest and we were kind of walking and he's like this is weird but like when i tried to grab him on his collar he just like wouldn't he would just like do the backup thing mm-hmm. and i didn't want the collar to like snap and then i lose all my grab so i was like a weird like under the thing of this fully grown standard poodle of yeah. me big dog big dog and like at one point i like lifted him and walked him but i could only do that for so much because he is heavy yeah. but i i managed to get him back into our backyard and then he's like trying to play with mishka and rue and mishka and rue are having the best well when i left the yard they were not happy so they're barking the entire time i can hear him down the road as i'm like mm-hmm. dragging corbin back and then i come back in and they're like oh corbin is in this yard because they knew Corbin. They're like, oh, he's in our yard. And Corbin's like, oh, I can play with you for real now. And I'm like, no, no, come on. And I, like, got him into his his backyard and shut the adjoining gate without losing any one of our dogs to the backyard. And I was like, okay, well, there. I've done my civic duty for the day of getting Corbin back in. Use oh the gate God. that was already there. Yeah. yeah. But that was a very useful thing of the gate. But that was my – so be careful, especially, like, problem-solving dogs, because mm-hmm. the neighbors had talked about, like, they had found some spots Corbin had dug in, and they right. had recently moved to the yeah. area, so Corbin was probably just trying to see how far he could go. There was, like, a particularly right. large rock. Yeah, that was where he was jumping he off. he would jump off of. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they just put some bushes and stuff in front of it, like, loose yeah, stuff. Yeah, something with that so that he didn't just keep using that rock. Yeah, because he would jump out into the corner our corner neighbor's backyard instead of our backyard backyards neighbor Mm -hmm. but it was it was a fascinating thing because i like watched him by the way after i got him back in the yard i watched him he went over to the rock looked at me and then like i was like don't do it don't do it he jumped away again and i was like well he'll probably come back because at that point he did come back by the way i did see him later that night so i'm like okay you can't keep getting him i was like He's too far. I'm yeah. not going. Like, by the time I would get over there, he'd probably be gone. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm not hunting that dog down. Yeah. And yeah. He, I did check. He was back that night. So he his his owners knew he was kind of escaping. His owners, like, were also one of them was a vet tech. So did have experience in, like, taking care of animals. So right. yeah. Corbin came home. But Corbin was a wanderer. But it was really, like, I did my good deed. And then he immediately went on the rock and jumped away. He's uh-huh. like, ha bitch, you can't stop me amazing and i'm like okay he's like i'm gonna undo what you just did eye contact jump basically (laughs) boodles are smart man they are smart oh heck yeah yeah that's amazing yeah 
you want to hear about breeds of dogs who are more likely to be escape artists? Sure. Other than Huskies, because that's a Husky Huskies is on, yeah, Husky Huskies is on the list. And Charlies. <laughs> Charlies are it, also. It says that, Charlies. Mm-hmm. So, and it has a picture of Charlie. Yep. Exactly. We're going to start with small breed dogs and big breed dogs. So, big, small breeds, uh, Basajin, which is a barkless dog from Africa. A Bartlett. A Basenji. A Basenji. Oh. Okay. I was yeah. like, I have no idea what I've never. Basenji uh, I've heard of. Yeah. Okay. Basenji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of look like Barkless dog from Africa. That's a Basenji. Yeah. They kind of look like a. They don't bark at so all. They're apparently a barkless no. dog. Um, Weird. Uh, these sleek fur babies are independent. They do very well with alone time, and they use that time to figure out ways to escape their backyard. This ancient cow? breed was developed to hunt in. This breed was developed to hunt in North African deserts. They have long, graceful strides and do great in hot temperatures. While they are independent, they are still loving and affectionate, and basically they need lots of exercise and playtime. Right. Another escape dog, beagles. Yep. Hunting. From what I'm gathering, most of the small dogs that were trained to go alongside, like, hunters to assist with hunts seem to be the uh, smaller dog. Uh, Carrion, Terry. like, high-energy and like high prey drive type yes. dogs are more likely to be escape artists because they have motivation and energy. Yeah. yeah, Charlie is definitely a high energy dog. He's mm-hmm. got that deep chest and the, yeah. the very evident uh, hound features. You know. Yeah, uh, Carrion Terriers mm-hmm. or Karen Terriers. Karen little, Terriers. Yeah, yeah, Karen Terriers. Those are ones. Chihuahuas are actually escape artists. And part of the reason they're, like, a, people think of them as, like, purse dogs and, like, small dogs, but because they're small, sometimes they can escape areas most people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And they get anxious and will sometimes just need to get away from their, like, run for their anxiety. Right. Chinese crested dogs are also escape dogs. I they they have a surprisingly high jump ability. Oh, so people underestimate their ability to get out of things. I, I lived in an apartment complex and my neighbors had gorgeous Chinese crested dogs. They were so pretty. I love those dogs so much. It's a totally different thing to see in one person. <laughs> majestic. Yes. So majestic. <laughs> Baby. Um, wiener dogs. Yep. Dachshunds are also, because they were bred to hunt, like, I think, badgers and, um, where they, yeah, they were basically bred to hunt badgers, so they have another one of the high prey dogs, so, and also, no one be surprised, a Jack Russell Terrier tends to be an escape artist. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. They are really bouncy dogs. Miniature pinchers are Mm -hmm. also high energy. Yep. Norfolk Terriers, Shih Tzus are another escape dog of huh. unexpectedness because they're a little poopy. And to medium breed. So I think one of the reasons possibly Charles also, mm-hmm. American Pitbull Terriers yep. have a tendency to be escape artists. They can muscle their way through anything is what it says here. Basset Hounds. Yep, yep, yep. Belgian Malamus. Malamutes, yeah. Malamutes, the, the the things that look like German shepherds, but are they're more tan. They got the the shorter hair in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Black and tan. They're like they're like German shepherds, but on cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Black yeah, we'll get a little dog backpack for them, put bricks in it, and then let them go <laughs> <laughs> to keep them. Actually, keep them uh, someone I like during early pandemic when it was harder for people to like because they were working from home and couldn't have people like. They had. They used to have people while they were at work come and walk their dogs, but since they were working at home, they weren't having those. Mm-hmm. So they actually put like a dog backpack on their dog and then put like weights or something in it, yeah. and the it's dog just ran do. up and down the stairs to help burn off energy oh because they couldn't take them on the long walks that they used to pay someone to do. Yeah. So I've heard of people doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've heard that really common with with uh, Dobermans, German Shepherds, Malamutes, all that good stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> So he's a working dog. He loves it. Yeah, working dogs. Uh, black. I put, meanwhile, I re- and I am actually going to bring up my camping trip real quick. Yeah. Um, I, I did take Charlie on a camping trip, and I put granola bars. I put a, a bottle of water, his food, and mm-hmm. then some of my granola bars in his dog bag. Mm-hmm. So that, and then on our way back to the car, 
he stopped and he looked at me and he was like, I, I cannot go I on. Cannot. And so I opened up his bag. I took out my granola bars and I zipped it back up. And then he was happy. And he started this is too much weight. I can't <laughs> like, carry anything except for what I need. Look, get your cliff bars out of my bag. <laughs> you carry your own shit. You carry your own garbage. That's funny. <laughs> the look he gave. I wish I could show you guys the look he gave me when he just so stopped funny. walking mm-hmm. and stared at me. And he was like, get your garbage out of my backpack. <laughs> that is so funny. Dogs are funny. Yeah. Uh, black and tan coon hounds are mm-hmm. another boxers. Mm-hmm. Chesapeake Bay Retrievers. Another outdoorsy yep. cocker spaniel. part boxer, too. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Golden Retriever. Yep. Greyhounds. Yep, Charles are Greyhounds. Portuguese pud- water dog. Pudingos. Portuguese Pudingos. Right? On Pudango. Pudingos. Ooh. Never seen that before. Yeah. I and I don't know um they Portuguese one up. They apparently have a very slender flame frame and can jump incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Siberian huskies. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's a given. And Antonio... Uh, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Shepherds? Anatolian Shepherds. Oh, Anatolian, Anatolian yeah. Anatolian. Catahoula Leopard Dogs. Catahoula Leopard Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah Le- we've all heard of Catahoulas. Yeah, <laughs> Great Danes, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the I list. Love great Danes. There's so many Great Danes around here, and they're just so precious. Yeah, I was relieved when uh, Mishka and Rue didn't turn out to be interested in escape whatsoever. They are diggy no. dogs, but they seem to just want to dig they up dig random holes. They yeah, don't yeah. they don't want to get out. They're like everything. All our stuff is here. We don't need to they go do. out. There's like pillows and, and climate control here. Why do I want to? Yeah, go? why would I leave? <laughs> there are... I'm very very relieved. They also they don't, don't like bad weather. So like, I once was starting to rain, so I took them out because they hadn't been out in a while. And I literally had to block the doorway so they would go and pee out in the yard. They're like, no, no, we don't need to go. I'm like, you have not gone bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's about to get a lot worse. No, no, we'll use the indoor bathroom. And we're like, there is no indoor bathroom for you. Are you sure there is? It's called IP and it's just the floor. disregard I'm pretty you. sure that uh, if push comes to shove, I will just do that. And we're like, please don't. Goodness. Yeah. So, tips on keeping your dog from escaping. Mm-hmm. Lesson one, figure out how your dog's escaping. Is your dog digging a hole? Is there a gap in your fence? Are they jumping off a table across the yard? Mm-hmm. Is your fence too low? Do, what? do they wobble to and fro? Yes. Can you tie it not? Can you tie it in a bow? <laughs> Is your dog capable? It's not uncommon for dogs to be capable of jumping over six foot high fences. Yeah, Charlie. I know Charlie can't do six feet because he did try to jump over the six foot tall wooden privacy fence that my neighbor built. Oh my and I saw him sprawling up with all of his energy to go get those huskies, and oh he God. he didn't he didn't clear it. And he did it once, and I think he saw that he couldn't clear it, and then he... he I mean, that's pretty hard to clear. Yeah. He went straight up to see if he could, like... If he were, like, quite a bit bigger, like, a lot bigger, then he could do it. Yeah. Yeah. If he was, like... He'd have to be, like, a lot bigger, though, because his legs would need to be a lot longer. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, most fences are not, unless you have privacy fence, they're not six foot. That's not the standard size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that can also assist dogs that uh, have high jumping, like, table, who don't have high jump ability, um, if you have tables, chairs, chairs, or a giant rock, you know, near a fence where they can use that to launch themselves off, mm-hmm. those are all things that you can possibly, one, move, mm-hmm. two, block with landscaping, you can also, if you have a fence, install t- tilted fence extenders. So it's not just that they, um, they're they up, but you can even do it like at an angle. Because um, it's something actually cats also have. If cats can't see where they're going, they won't jump. Right. So a cat proofing a yard, they will literally just put tilted into the yard fence extenders. Because if a cat looks up and sees, oh, it's not clear, I won't jump it, the cat will move on. 
dogs right. have a similar thing. If they realize they can't go it over it, they won't jump. Right. So right. that can be a less expensive way than having to rebuild your whole yard or your fencing. Yeah. Yeah. Or plant, planting bushes. Planting, using landscaping strategically yeah. is another. Strategic yeah. You create Which a buffer zone. we're going to have to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just have tall bushes or trees that dis, dis uh, interest or um, what's that? Disregard, disinterest, lose interest. Uh, <sighs> I know there's a better word for deter. it. To, yeah, deter. deter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Deter their I, interest. That was rough. That was a hard. One. I was gonna say dissuade, and I'm like, I know That's there's a better in. word for I it. I was no. like, where is deter? Was exactly what I was looking yeah. for. <laughs> Um, blocking their view. So if part mm -hmm. of the reason your dog is chasing, like, after the squirrels, after your neighbor's chickens, after the huskies in the yard across the street, mm -hmm. um, uh, blocking their view, so either instead of having open view fences, like Kip, for instance, has the open view. Yeah, the split rail, which is e very clear. You can see exactly what's going yeah, on. Even or with chain the, link you can see through. Yeah, mm -hmm. chain link. If you uh, either add landscaping or, like, block it off somehow with maybe, like, two-by-fours, like... Yeah, something. Yeah, for chain-link fences, they sell, um, they sell, like, it's, like, strips of vinyl that you can weave into, specifically for privacy for chain-link fences. Yeah. So that's an option if, like, you have a particular neighbor, you need them to not be able to see. Right. You could do that for that side of the yard if it would help. Right. Now, the, most of these suggestions we've been given is for jumping dogs. Um, yeah. if you have a digging dog, an L-footer at the base of the fence is another good suggestion. What it is is basically it's like a piece of fencing wire that goes like 90 degrees under the fence. So mm -hmm. if they dig, they'll hit like a, a barrier where they can't dig further. So they'll go and move on to the next thing. You can also filling the holes with something like bricks or rocks and things like that will help deter them from digging. Because like, for instance, the gate that connects our yard with our neighbor's backyard both sets of dogs are like, oh, we're going to dig in this little area right under the gate. Yeah, we're going to stick our little heads in and, like, paw each other. And so yeah. uh, uh, with a – it was obviously a group decision. Like, we put some bricks and l big logs on our end, and the neighbors did the same. So we keep them from digging on each other. They right. eventually stopped, yeah. Yeah, and then they stopped and grew out of it. Because a lot of the issues we were having was um, – our dogs were puppies. Yeah. And Corbin, a poodle who is high energy, so. Yeah, that makes sense. And his uh, his companion dog was an elderly corgi who was kind of bossy, but she just slept a lot. Little Tinkerbell. Yeah. Yeah. Another suggestion is install a redundant fence. So what that is is a fence and a fence. A second fence. fence. Yeah, yeah, a second fence. Which yeah. is obviously an expensive option. And. Yeah. Yeah, so that could be an option that that if if you have a super if you have Houdini, the budget, if you have the budget, and you have a super Houdini dog who is just every. every I mean, day. if you have that in the budget, like you could just look at a taller fence. We could possibly, but if you you know maybe they break through the fence, maybe it's one of those big, God. big pities who's like nothing stops me. <laughs> um, also, make sure your gate locks are done. So, for yeah. instance, if you have one of the U lift locks, easy enough to do, yeah. loop a chain around it, because even if they can get that off, they can't get through the gap. Right. Um, you could even have special locks in place or clips that keep the lock, making sure your gates are closed before you leave. I know Kip's uh, gate, we always have to double check, because sometimes it sounds like it clicks and it doesn't fully click. Yeah, it's because we, instead of using concrete... To set our posts, we use stupid foam post setting garbage, and so now it's not like rigid and secure. It wobbles, mm -hmm. so when you go to close the thingy, it it, it doesn't always lock because of the that, yeah. Uh, yeah that wobble. So it's a pain in the butt. No, it sounds like a pain in the butt. And the last suggestion, which obviously doesn't work for all situations, but don't leave the dog unsupervised in the backyard, um, is definitely yep. the easiest way to make sure your dog doesn't escape. Obviously, there are reasons sometimes you put the dog outside to go in the yard where you cannot supervise them. But I assume if you have a escape artist dog, this is not something you do often. Mm -hmm. Or 
even like my older sister has the case where her one of her yards because of the way the fencing was they couldn't leave their dogs outside unsupervised so they've always like gone out with them but now that they have a fence that they could leave them out the dogs actually are like oh we're going in now they mm -hmm. like refuse to stay out without a human out there because they're like no no we all go out together this is a this is a group this like this is a group activity this now. is like teens going to the bathroom together you know you gotta go with your friends yep we interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors well not sponsors per se but it is time to pay the vet bills Pet Parents Pod now has a website, PetParentsPod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be Patreon.com slash PetParentsPod. Anything and everything can help. We would appreciate your support. PetParentsPod.com also lists that we are a BarkBox affiliate, so any special offers that we have, which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed, are going to be on that page. There's a link to BarkBox under the Ways to Support page on the website. We also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special offers are going on, anytime you subscribe to BarkBox using the link BarkBox.com slash PetParentsPod, you can get free extra month of BarkBox for your subscription. If you enjoy our content spread the word tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers now back to your regularly scheduled episode um what do you think reasons are for dogs wanting to escape the yards uh, curiosity that's one mm -hmm. want to find uh well one thing that that another neighbor does is that his dogs will get out and immediately go to my neighbor's chicken coops uh, that's that's big big drama oh, yeah, those dogs so, yeah, and they do usually kill a chicken or two when oh, they get Jesus. out yeah, do the, does that neighbor like reimburse them i don't know that sounds like a feud thing then luckily my neighbors who do have the chickens are very nice people but that's i good. haven't dug into the drama whether or not they make them reimburse them for i didn't the know if you ever heard shouting on the yards chickens were being murdered by a neighbor dog well, they're also kind of rich, so but I don't oh, know how much okay, they well, care, yeah. That's fair. Um, well, I mean, mine would be, we would have pet chickens, so. I'd oh, be, yeah, no, I'd they don't, pissed. these are, these are full-on, these are meat chickens. So oh, well, never mind then. So that's cats. different. Um, These are the neighbors who sometimes you look out on their porch and there's a bloodbath. I actually never noticed that. It was something that, that my neighbor mentioned. She was like, oh, yeah, we did a big slaughter and there's just bloodbath <laughs> all over the porch. Oh, and my I'm just, God. Like, you know. I'm like, all right, well, they happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy that you enjoy that fresh chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing. That's just chicken, the chicken. For you. Well, Some also, death happens. You every know? <laughs> I I know we all. Well, I don't know. You go in and out of being vegetarian. To I do, but it's uh, and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this on the podcast if anyone is listening. I don't. I'm not a vegetarian because I actually don't think chickens should be killed. I actually. No, I I think that humans are actually supposed to be omnivorous. Right. Yeah, I like to be vegetarian because I just don't I don't find meat and animal products to be super palatable. Because That's personally, fair. I don't like the idea of death. Yeah. But I don't think it's like a moral crime for death to happen no, when it I, comes to food specifically. I do also. If you're killing for cruelty, then then you're a monster. But if you're killing for like a purpose then I think that's, like, normal. I think there's also, there's people who raise their own chickens and kill them for meat yeah. and survival, and then Life there's... Stuff. And people then there's... with rabbits, quail, cows, obviously, goats. Right, there's, right. Yeah, livestock but, exists. Uh, roaches. Okay. Um, but <laughs> there, and then there is industrial farming to the way we have industrialized yes. the food service and the food industry. Yes. Not saying that there's because that's also the way that most people can acquire meat. Like, right, right. I know I buy frozen meat from Sam's Club. I can probably assume those chickens probably came from maybe not the best life. Yeah. But well, also affordability is a factor. Yeah. I've also seen some uh, uh, farmers coming from a rural area mm -hmm. um, in, in Minnesota where a lot of chicken farming does take place. Um Chicken farms, I mean, they're not 
they're not the, the, the jungles of India where chickens come from, you know, but I'm not, I wouldn't call them necessarily abusive either. Right. I mean, it's, again, it's, it, the world isn't ideal no. the way we have it set up, but I, I don't know, I don't think I'm the person who can determine whether or not. I, I think that there are uh, some farmers who are worse with their chickens than others. Well, yeah. I do think that there are mass chicken farmers who try their best to. Right, right, right. I'm not. I'm not. That's yeah. the point I'm trying to make. Right. <laughs> and all I was trying to make the simple statement I was trying to make earlier on was, we all eat chicken, so we're not going to judge other people. No. At least here on the pod, we all eat chicken. It's we, tasty. We, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I haven't been a vegetarian. Um, but I knew sometimes you tried sometimes just for that. health reasons too because it has like autoimmune inflammatory garbage not right, garbage right, yeah. but some things. of the stuff does have a uh, it, it does cause inflammation, inflammation yeah. yeah um and i have kind of fallen off the wagon i actually haven't been sick lately the thing that's been really helping with my inflammatory disease hasn't been my diet at all it's actually been exercising regularly well, and I haven't, I've gotten off of all of my medication and I haven't been having any flare ups and I've had absolutely zero pain simply because I work out at least every other day. That's good. I'm yeah. glad that is working for you. I found the, the secret. But also but part I, of the reason you're I, off your meds is your doctor is trying to cause a flare up. He is actually actively trying to give me a portal effusion so that he can study me like a lab rat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he can better help you, but I am but glad it, that it exercise was, is helping. Yeah, it was it was kind of an understanding where it was either like either I'm gonna get a plural effusion or I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. And luckily luckily we're on the fine track. I'm on the fine side, which is Good. great, but I still don't have a diagnosis. But yeah. you know what? What whatever. I'm yes. just I'm just leaving. I, I just I also wanted to make sure there was context, not that you yeah, would context, yeah. I didn't just want people to be like, Well, they just jumped off their meds for no reason. Oh, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. that is something people sometimes get fed up and well, do. enjoy yeah, it no. for now, Kip. I, I I'm sure I'll get some flare ups. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't I don't think It'll it can be permanent because No, no. Yeah, but it's it's but nice that for now it's Okay. So um reasons dogs escape yards boredom. Free drive, as we talked yes, about. Um, if curiosity. It's an ethics. The call of the wild. Yes. Call of the wild. Yeah. To reproduce and Giddy. populate. Yeah. That was from. Oh my God. <laughs> because dogs, it, dogs have an excellent sense of smell. So if uh -huh. there is a dog that is going into heat, even like a young dog who maybe hasn't gotten fixed because of there are reasons you can't fix them early, early uh -huh. on. A puppy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, a puppy. Well, there are certain dogs where, like, I've heard their uterus was not big enough, so they needed them to go into heat once, so it would be like safe yeah. to operate. I've yeah. heard of things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, and totally. we've, we've touched on that stuff. And before. I think that those uh, dogs and their vet deserve the privacy to make that decision <laughs> for when they think it's right. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> I, I like that you. <laughs> Um, even new environments, like for mm -hmm. instance, when our neighbor moved into the backyard and Corbin started playing with, oh, can I escape this area? Cause this wasn't my home beforehand. Right. Right. What can I do? So there are like a myriad of reasons. To... Corbin's last security is a joke here. <laughs> I can get out. My family security is... is a joke here. <laughs> they put me outside when the children are in school and mm -hmm. someone's on a telecall and ha 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 suckers. Mm -hmm. Goodness. Tinkerbell's not going to catch me. She's too old. She's also a corgi and therefore cannot come with me over the fence. Yes. Yep. She doesn't seem interested. She just wants, she would come out, bark at the dogs, and then go and sit down. Mm. Like, she genuinely scared Rue as a puppy. She's like, I don't know about that. Mm. She's like, mm. Well, scaring Rue as a puppy, or was, even now, not a very not. high order. Even Rue as a puppy was bigger than her. I just found it funny. It's like Corbin come up, and the other two would go up, and then, like, Tinkerbell would come out and be like, bah, 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 and they're like, oh, to scared. be fair, they were similarly sized. Yes, for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, escaping. Yeah. Those are reasons they escape. We've talked about preventing escape. Um, GPS collars, if you have a good escape dog, that's what our brother and sister-in-law's... Our, our sister-in-law's 
parents did for their dog Griffin uh-huh. who escaped mm-hmm. because they found holes they didn't know existed. They filled those up and then that dog could not be contained. I mean, another option for if they keep digging in the same place is they sell these, like, they're like metal bar type things that go down into the ground. The L-footers? Is that what they're called? Why are I, they called L-footers? Because of how they're shaped. They don't really look like... Uh, I, I don't Maybe we're know. thinking of different things. Maybe we are. They that was what they was kind of look like jail bars that go down into the ground. Okay. Get a down, but, down um, extenders. Yeah, it's basically like a downward fits extender for that place. Because some dogs will only dig in certain places to try mm-hmm. to escape. So if you just make it impassable, then you're good. Bob in, in wire. Spots. Yeah. No, don't do bob wire. That's yep. dangerous. Oh, yeah. Don't, 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 I was joking. Don't do that. Oh, no. <laughs> but you don't put razor wire above the tops of your fence to teach the dog a lesson? No. no look, you know what? Oh, Sometimes they got to get got. <laughs> no, that could kill that your dog. That makes me... So sad. No, this was Charlie would even remotely get a little. No, no, it wouldn't wouldn't be bad. Just thinking about that. That's horrifying to think of because if they're trying to jump over it, it could like cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was, I was. That was yet again a joke. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, don't do that. We were. We that was guess, that was we dark ending a joke, everybody. It's a bad joke. It was a <laughs> well. You know what? I grew up in a place where I thought Bob wire was a requirement when building schools because all my <laughs> schools up until high school had Bob wire around the fencing. I just thought that was normal, and then I went to a yes, school where. Prison. Good lord. Uh, it was protecting us? Question mark. Says no. child dad. No, they were just locking you in. Nope, they were keeping. Yep. Nope, that was true. I just didn't realize it was weird. It's not to keep the animals and then I out. Mentioned- it's to keep the children in. Basically, yeah. I it's so. one of those messed up things that was actually true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was a weird thing until I started talking about it in high school and college, and they're like, wait, what? And I was like, this isn't normal? Oh. No. No. Oh. Not, not you guys all. also didn't have school uniform to cut down a gang's colors? Nope. Oh. Um, oh, I see. Middle school. Yes. Yes, we had, in, well, no, no, high school, we had uniforms, yes, but I don't think it, it was to cut down on gang stuff, because we still got pulled out of class and searched regularly. Mm. Um, middle school, we were told not to dress in certain ways, like, couldn't lift one pant leg, because that was a sign of a, of a local gang. Oh! You can't walk oh. around like so, that. So, like, one yeah. pant leg rolled up and the other one not? Yep. They're gonna find a way. Well, that's a, that's a silly... Uh, I would Look, say that's a silly way. <laughs> that's a silly. Back in my day, they used to wear their pants loose and around their butt cheeks. Yes, so I'm aware just... of this. That was also a regulation. Yeah. They couldn't do that at my school. So there was stuff on top of that. Yeah. But yeah. no, I just remember the year it got enacted because it was for all schools. Right. Except for high school. But the year I was graduating middle school, they were in discussion about making it mandatory for high schoolers, too. So it was uh, elementary and middle school at first. And then... I don't know, because I moved out of the area, and then I didn't have school uniforms because I moved to Alabama. But, mm-hmm. anyway, the, cha- the the razor wire around the fence, I thought, was just a normal thing. That's just, just a normal thing. A normal thing. It was not. No. no. So it's a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, don't do that with your ducks. Yeah. No. I thought we should probably touch on invisible fences. Oh, right. yes. So you can put that around the base of your fence. And then your dog can or like, uh, not like to go near it, but then realize that he can just dart under the fence as fast as possible, and then it buzzes for a minute until they get a certain distance away, and then they're yeah. fine again, and then also free. It also <laughs> will sometimes scare them into the point of running away yeah. from the area, and then they can't re-enter. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Heath. I was just going to say, yeah, it, it, it can be controversial because it can give your dog some issues. Like, they didn't, if they already have anxiety, it's, it's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but it could also potentially give them anxiety issues. I don't know. Yeah. So it's to begin with, yeah. I wouldn't personally go for it. Um, yeah. That's what was recommended to me about Charlie, and I, know I was just like, to people, what end? Uh, I, so I do know you can modify settings where it's not like, like it's a slight buzzing. Well, yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to just be a buzz, but or I don't want pav- to pavlov Charlie in a negative way. Like, yeah, right. right. So I'm yeah. Not it's only ever supposed to be like a vibrating type thing. Yeah. Kind of like, I guess, the anti-park 
collars. So, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? That's what they're not supposed to be like a shock. They're supposed to be just a vibrating. Yeah, which but it again, can those work. Are kind of like mm. it can work with some dogs in yeah. some situations with a lot of supervision. It's obviously not something like. You don't just toss a dog out into an invisible yard and expect it to contain your dog. Mm -hmm. There are reasons you could possibly have one. I think my cousin might have one because of the angle his backyard is on. Mm -hmm. But he did training with the dog. So, and I know my cousin loves his dogs and would not do something like, they have an anxious dog, so I don't think Betty goes out, doesn't have it. But, like, their youngest dog, Gus Gus, I think might have it. Right. And this is something I heard a half story from, so I don't remember or know the details. But you can do, you can do it, but I would be very careful in doing it because of the warnings and guidelines. Also, to just put out a note, a lot of invincible fences are considered animal cruelty and illegal in other countries. So right. that's a thing to keep in mind while doing research for it. Yeah. yeah. And try to do maybe non, like if you are We're getting. We're not going to personally recommend them. I just thought we should touch on them because yeah. that's obviously going to be. That's if you're searching for solutions, that's going to be one of the things that comes up in your search. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that try, definitely try not to do that because mm -hmm. it's going to do more damage than help. And it's probably not even going to keep them from. It's not like a anyway. real Fix. Yeah. yeah, the success rate of it actually containing dogs is a lot lower than the company says, and also it can cause your dog to be have inability of returning to it because they get the buzzing when they get near it. So yeah, if right. they try so to return home, they can't. They have to literally have to go through it and get the negative enforcement in order to get it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah. Just be careful. Do research. Obviously, if you're doing research on invisiblefence.com, maybe look at a different place, too. Mm -hmm. And Try other things. Yes. A lot of other things first, I would say. Yep. A lot of other things first. And Try not to use that. Yeah. And That's this what is, we would recommend. Yeah, this is not your first choice, is what I would yeah, definitely yeah. recommend. Please don't have that be your first choice. Right now, I'm just sticking with supervision until we can come up with yes, something. Yes, that's yeah. fair. Because also, supervision is probably one of the best ways, because if your dog is out of boredom or uh, excess energy, that means in some way you're not fulfilling their need for simulation. Yeah, so, and I will play with them in the backyard exactly. while I'm out there, because I'm also bored. <laughs> so it's and a... Charlie loves it. It's excellent <laughs> bonding time. There's yeah. also, like... You could even do sniff games like bury little treats or toys around the yard, give them something to do while they're out in the backyard and not just because the thing is, while some dogs like to just chill and like sun and like run around with each other in their backyard, if they're a single dog hanging out in the backyard, it's kind of like as a kid hanging out in a room with no toys. Right. Yeah. With no one playing with you. You can only play certain things for so long, but if you have interactions like uh, even like I've seen this where you tie Kongs on trees and so you have like a frozen Kong with peanut butter and then it's a fun activity for your, especially if you have a dog who jumps, mm -hmm. they can jump for the, the treat and gives jump them the simulation Kong. and entertainment in the yard. And then you don't have to worry about them as much and it's something fun and activity wise. Yeah. So and then they'll dogs are like kids. That, you know, trees obviously have treats. That's a normal thing. Well, these grow from trees. Who knew? Where yes. Kongs come from? Huh? <laughs> trees, clearly. From the Kong tree. Remember. This is the Kong tree. Remember, your dog is like a toddler. You have to keep them entertained. It is very hard to constantly they do that. It. You yeah, know, it's after almost school like they don't activities. exist for your entertainment, and they have their own wants and needs and desires. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You and your home are their whole world, typically. Yes. Yeah. Life, so. You know, you got to try to enrich their lives. Yes. Turn your tree into a cone tree. I actually think that's a great idea. Yeah, I, I thought you might find that interesting. Yeah. Charlie does like peanut butter. I don't think I've tried to give Charlie a cone before. Rosie did not like it when I gave her a cone. Okay. Like, you, did you put food and treats in it? Yeah, of course I did. Okay, yeah. Yeah, what's the point of giving a Kong otherwise? Oh, I don't know. Some people, some people are silly. And she did not care for it for some reason, but I think if, if I were to give one to Charlie and then she saw that, she might actually like yeah, you could have a you could have a Kong tree. You could even probably set it up where you uh, have like uh, 
can of carabiners, like you clip it, mm-hmm. and that way you just can easily clip and, and remove it, yep. and then shove them in the freezer to set, because that's is something is like it'll get, it'll take longer for them to break it down if it's yeah. frozen. Charlie's a lot more food driven than Rosie. Yeah, Rosie's not really food driven. No. Like she likes food and she likes she treats. likes she likes vanilla ice cream, and she will stare into your soul. You and could she'll be like, I want that sweet treat. You could even put <laughs> a little ice cream. You could even put a little vanilla ice cream on the outside then, mm-hmm. and then see if she drink that, and then the treats will come out like a pinata. Something like that. Charlie likes everything. He likes peanut butter, ice cream, taffy, bananas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? Salami. <laughs> well, pizza. He stole that from the countertop because okay. he's learned how tall he is. Oh, he geez. ate half of our pizza. Oh, my God. Like, Can you not, please? We didn't even notice. He was so quiet. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, so fun baby. when mm-hmm. they're stealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to the bathroom, you come back, and your bon me's gone. Mm-hmm. 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 Sounds like something that happened to yep, you. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely not looking at anyone, Mishka. <laughs> definitely didn't have to immediately... Your bodies are really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I definitely didn't have to call my vet, like, hey, he ate part he of my... He had a bond me. Is this okay? Did the bond me have xylitol in it? I don't think so. No, they just, told, they just told me to watch him, and he ate, and he didn't seem sick, so it was fine. They're like, mm-hmm. he might vomit. I was like, okay. Yeah. I remember Rosie chewed open a bottle of Tylenol. And I called the vet. And they they instructed me on how to induce vomiting with hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to do that to both Rosie and Charlie. And they both barked like three times. And they were good to go. And now they are not dead. But that was very upsetting. That is really scary. Mm -hmm. Make sure to keep medication bottles away from your dogs. Yes. I don't know how she got it, but she got it. Well, any other thoughts on escape artist dogs and not dogs stealing food? Nope. Heath, where can people find us? Uh, com, and also Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Uh, you can email us petparentspod at gmail.com. As always, we will continue to get better and try to keep our animals from escaping their confinement prisons. Keep them contained. And good um, luck with your hopes and dreams. They're not confinement prisons. We have a luxury... Confinement luxury prisons? Hotel where they live. Yes, no, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, uh, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>